Thank you so much for tuning in to the Spiro Avenue Show. You could follow us on social media at Spiro Avenue on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also watch our full episodes and clips and highlights on YouTube. And we would appreciate it if you could hit that subscribe button for us. Anyways, thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy. If I'm a Spartan fan right now, I'm taking cover. It's going to be ugly. Peyton Thorne can't hit the broadside of a barn. Your coach sucks. He's no good either. I know you got Jim Harbaugh's number, but you're really going to beat them again? What's my What's the name again? Whatever, number nine for Michigan State last year. I don't think Michigan State's defense is worth a crap. We know we're the better team. McNamara looking... What they talking about now? It sounded good. Thanks, Braylon Edwards. I bet you know uh, Chuck Brantley's name now, don't you? You have four tackles. Congratulations. You still gave up 550 yards of total offense. How much of this was this generational talent in K-9? We're going to win and we're going to leave with no mercy. They always will be little brother. It is what it is. It's as simple as that. Do you feel that they respect you in this rivalry? We don't really care whether they do or not. Well, I'm ready to strap it on and play, man. Let's go. I, I Probably not a good thing for Michigan State if that happens, but I feel like I could actually be pretty effective. Welcome back to the Spiro Avenue Show. I am excited for tonight. A little bit nervous as the game inches closer. There's a reason why I invited one of the two gentlemen across from me. It is the good juju that he brings in this rivalry. He is a human's, uh, human rabbit foot, I think you could argue in this case. It's Jalen Watts Jackson. Needs no introduction beyond the name, man. Jalen, welcome back to the show. And Anthony Broom from the Wolverine, bringing the other perspective, the Michigan side. As we get closer, I'm excited. You write for the Wolverine. I have said repeatedly, I think you are the best Michigan writer in the space. You're the most objective, the most measured. You're not a honk, and I know, and we've had private conversations, Anthony, the Michigan and Michigan State media has a lot of people in the bag for the teams. I've never felt that about you, uh, so it's great to have you. I think you're going to bring a degree of measured perspective here. So welcome to both of you guys. Thank you for having me. No, always good to be here. Hey, welcome yeah, back. Yeah, Anthony. I feel like I have to bring uh, double the measured perspective. I'm, I'm a little outnumbered here, but... Uh... <laughs> and I'm not playing moderator today. I will be having some opinions. So I'm not. this is not a, the Larry King show, rest in peace. So, And you, you were supposed to. We had a solicitation for a Michigan, a Michigan dignitary. And the only proposals we got, and we had several, I'm over a dozen, were like from crazy fans. And I actually did vet these people that were proposed Michigan chairs to fill the fourth spot here. And they were all like, couldn't string a sentence together on Twitter. And they did not pass the thorough vetting that took place. So you got to look at your own fan base. They were, I don't know if they were afraid to be in the same room as, as the dignitary next to you, but something was happening there. But you, you knew going in that Jalen was going to be here and you showed up. So there's a little game coming up pretty soon, I think, right? Is that, is that in two days now? Something going on? Well, something like that. Yeah. 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 I'm pretty excited. Now, I want to frame. The conversation this way as we get started, because I, I think we have to face reality of what's going on here. Everyone that knows this show knows. I don't talk about uh, blitz packages. I don't talk about, hey, three, four, four, three. I don't talk about cover two. I think that puts people to sleep unless they're really knowledgeable about the game. I like 
storylines and, and sort of bigger, uh, sort of more, I don't know, macro items. And I think the story of this game going in is that Michigan State pretty much has no shot. Not my story, but the story out there. And I want to demonstrate that to sort of set the table here. So let's take a look at the updated buzz around this game. We touched on it Monday. Let's get back into it, Ben. We'll start with the gambling odds. This is an objective, just metric to look at. This was DraftKings as of this morning. Now, this was about eight hours ago. Maybe it's since changed if you're watching the show next day, maybe. But this is a little bit of perspective. 23-point spread up from 22 last night on the same server. 23 points spread on DraftKings. If you want to bet on Michigan State to win outright, you can get 12 to 1 odds. It's like a four four game parlay odd payout. That's just incredible. <laughs> 12 to 1 is an insane payout for uh, the non-gambling elite. I want to play a little bit of Joel Klatt, who we featured multiple times because he's been shitting on Michigan State's prospects this entire week. He had an updated little take on this this morning. Let's see what Joel Klatt had to say about the big game on Saturday. Michigan's favored by 22 and a half. And yet, Sparty, when you look online, man, they're feeling this matchup. And all the memes have been out. And maybe Spartan fans know that these are the last few days that they're going to be able to do that before, you know, it's going to be like, hey, you know, scoreboard. Because I can tell you this right now. Michigan's beaten Michigan State on Saturday. That offense is not very good. The defense is still not very good. And they're a shell of what they were a year ago. This team, I get it. They 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 beat Wisconsin, but this is not a team that's going to go in there and beat Michigan this week. I, I mean, just as matter of fact as you can possibly be, and I do believe that is a representative example of what I've seen across the board with the national media and even most of the regional. Jalen, I want to start with you because you're the Michigan State side. You're the one collectively with me getting shit on here is the Spartan nation being totally disregarded. Right, right. What's your perspective on this game? Do you buy this David and Goliath? Michigan State has a bare, barely a stone a snowball's chance in hell. Like, what's the sort of the take from you? Um, I, I mean, we're used to it, man. Every year, it's the same thing. Michigan, uh, Michigan State doesn't have a chance. Uh, you know, you got they players who say stuff. I feel like we do a good job every year, you know, not to speak for the fans, just our players, our focus. I feel like the guys do a good job at minding the business that paid them. And that's, I feel like that's why we get paid more for the past 10, couple, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're you're know? feeling confident, even though, because that 20 point territory is not the same thing every year. No. We've only seen that really once for state one. And that was 2020, kind of a weird year. But right. so you, you, that doesn't scare you off a little bit. You feel like state has a legitimate chance, not just a, uh, plus five turnover margin kind of thing. Well, you know, beyond being biased, I just I just know how this game is. You know, I know no matter what the record may hold or if we got all one star players, whatever the case may be, like I know we prepare different for this game. I know we come out and play different for this game. You know, being a part of it, watching it in years. I didn't, you know, years I'm I'm not going in confident. Like, oh, yeah, we got them. This, you know, it, it's when it comes to this game, it's just always different. So. Um, I would never. I'm a. I can. Some can say I'm a gambling guy. I would. I would never take twenty points on this game. Rather be leaning in in either direction. Um, and I'm. I'm. I'm just hoping for a competitive game. You know, in the nature or in the the past of the game. As long as it's been competitive, it's it's always been leaning in Spartan favor. So as long as it's competitive, I'm confident. I understand the perceived talent gap. You know, whether it's perceived or factual, whatever. I I get it. I get being a heavy underdog. 
I just I can't imagine being a Michigan better and going in and saying like 23 all day, like 10 grand on that. I just I don't I, I would not feel comfortable laying 23. I mean, there's few games I would, honestly, but especially with the emotions as high. And you have to look, Michigan State is not little sisters of the poor from a talent perspective. Multiple at former SEC guys in the in the um, uh, defensive backfield. You have multiple. It, Jacoby Winman's going to be a first, a late first, early second round pick, one of the best defensive players in the country. You have Peyton Thorne, who set all these school records last year. You have two NFL receivers at least. I Michigan is more talented. I, I, that, I'm not making that argument, but Michigan State has guys, and a couple of the guys that they haven't had for the vast majority of this year are playing on Saturday and feeling pretty good. I mean, Xavier Henderson was here a couple nights ago. He, he looked fine going up and down the stairs anyway. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying I'm a little surprised by it. Let's go to the Goliath side of the argument. We've heard from David. Let's hear from Goliath. You see this point spread. You were a Michigan fan before you moved into the, you know, reporter territory, and you are a straight arrow. I give you credit because that's a hard transition to make. What's your take, Anthony? Is this 23-point spread warranted would you feel comfortable if you're a michigan backer with that spread if you're just a gambling guy it's interesting because i look at i'm a facts numbers based guy you go in and look at some of the betting trends i think in the last eight games that these two teams have played against each other uh michigan state has covered that spread six out of those eight times um oftentimes i think usually more often than not i think the under hits too so just like that would usually be where my uh like my betting pulse on this would be, but I, I can't, I don't think I'm surprised because what I've seen, I mean, I ha, I've seen a little bit more Michigan state than I have the other teams in the big 10, but I, I see two teams that are playing like that. You, you guys weren't playing good football for over a month. Now Wisconsin game comes around and this is where I'm the, one of the bigger storylines that I don't know is getting talked about enough is that, both of these teams are coming off of a bye week. We've had games with them before where one team is, the other team is. Uh, I don't know who that favors in this game. Because is it is it a Michigan team that just played, you know, arguably wire to wire, maybe it's best 60-minute game of the season. Then you go into the bye week and things settle down a little bit. Or is it, you know, does it benefit a Michigan State team who, you know, you go to the bye week with a win, uh, a hard-fought win too. You had to dig deep for that one. And... So now you're, you did change some things up defensively, got, you know, guys are back healthier and things like that. What type of impact is going into the bye week on a high note have from that perspective too? So um, that's, I'm going to be interested in seeing, because I do think there will be rust with both teams. And that's why I think this is, I mean, I would not, like, objectively speaking, I have this game in front of me. I'm not betting it. I'm not touching that. Um, I, I wouldn't. No, I, I, on that side, I might consider sprinkling something on Michigan State with that with those points, but I'm not laying that. Yeah, I don't know. I see if if Wisconsin had beaten Michigan State on our homecoming weekend, I think the bye week is a disadvantage a little bit. You know, for Michigan State, I'd say advantage Michigan on that because mm. now you're it would be five losses in a row. You're moping around for two weeks. It's yeah. just like you're just you're kind of pigs to the slaughter vibe. I think Michigan State got to feel really good about themselves. Other than the very top upper corner of the stadium, it was packed. Like it was a good supportive crowd for a two and four team. Mm. I think they went into this feeling really good about themselves, relieved, happy that they won on homecoming in exciting fashion, say whatever you want about Wisconsin. I, I think that win sort of flipped the advantage for Michigan State a little bit. And 
I, it doesn't mean that Michigan is necessarily disadvantaged, but I think it helped Michigan State to get that win, feel good about themselves for two weeks. I don't buy – I'm still not sure how great Michigan is. I'm not saying they're not. I just want to see a little bit more evidence. And I'm not even sure Michigan State is the proper barometer to yeah. have that evidence because, look, this is not an anti-Michigan take. I am the king of saying Penn State is like the ultimate kind of – not a fraudulent program, not that they're bad, but it's like they're, 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 they always lose two games that they shouldn't. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like Harbaugh before last year. It's like Harbaugh can go 10 and two, like he loses two games he shouldn't, or, you know, or at least one that he shouldn't. It feels like uh, never wins the upset, you know, as, a, as an underdog, which is terrible. I, I just feel like I want to see more out of Michigan. I'm not convinced you guys are on that level. Mike Valeni said you guys are, it's going to be you or Ohio State's going to win the national championship. I'm not there yet with you guys. Easy, right? Well, I just, yeah. <laughs> I don't think, the only time I've been really impressed by Michigan was that Penn State game. You mm. played a bunch of crap before. Indiana had you shaking in your boots near the halfway point of that game. I just, I'm not convinced you guys are Goliath. I think you're better than Michigan State this year. I do not, I don't feel like we're going into this juggernaut matchup, but I mean, do you do you see a a way for Michigan State to win this game outright without kind of some crazy, like I said, plus five turnover margin? Because we all know and even Sunday, a lot of weird, five weird things could happen. Yeah. I'm not talking about that. That's a given. Does Michigan State have a pathway to victory that's not a a six miracles from God coming from the sky thing happening? And if so, what is that pathway? What would it look like? I think ways that it could be interesting, and I did write about this today, is that when you have an offensive line that is as good as Michigan's is, you have the ability to kind of come out and hammer and set the tone. And when you can control the line of scrimmage like they did, you know, think about the Ohio State game last year, you can play however you want to play. You can run smash mouth. You can run the air. If you're winning up front, that's where you start to win and dictate a tone of a football game. So if those guys come out a little slow, a little sluggish, maybe get punched in the mouth, I, this will be a physical game. Um, you know, if, if there's, and this is the thing about Michigan state too, is like when you start going down the, what is, what does a win or a competitive game look like for them? A lot of it has to do with them breaking tendencies of things. They haven't been able to do well all year that you guys haven't run the ball very well. Um, Thorn one week can look like an all big 10 quarterback. And the next week he looks like, you know, John O'Corn. No disrespect, John. No, you're watching out there. Um, it, there's so many questions about who this, like we have, what, seven games of film, evidence of what they are as a team. I tend to believe you are what your record says you are, but it just feels like there's a, I don't want to say a stride, but it feels like there's a, there is a version of this Michigan State team that is, oh, all right, you know what? That doesn't look too terrible. Um, with Michigan, it's, you know, reasons, you know, when you say things like I'm not convinced that Michigan's that good, I would agree in that I think there is another gear that there's something they have to look like in these next five games to put themselves in that conversation with Georgia, with Ohio State, with Clemson, all those teams that will compete for a playoff spot. So I think a lot of the optimism for I guess the big picture of what Michigan's ceiling is, is the fact that, you know, a guy like J.J. McCarthy can you keep peeling layers back of the offense and can you put a little more on his plate and um, you know, can you trust him to not make a big mistake? He's been very efficient, but he hasn't been asked to do a whole lot. I mean, he's made plays when they allow for it, but um, the training wheels have been on him a bit at some point, And I suspect we could see it as soon as Saturday, 
there's going to be a team that dares him to win Michigan a football game, which on paper looks like it would be something that, you know, benefits benefits Michigan, given the fact that you know, Michigan State's past defense has struggled as badly as it has. But, you know, if, if Michigan State comes out, runs the greatest drive, the greatest scripted drive in the history of the sport, scores on the first possession of the game. Michigan comes back out. J.J. throws a pick. Maybe it's a pick six. You're already down two scores before you even settle into the game. That's where the path to Michigan State hanging in this thing is. Um you know, when you look when you look at the matchups on paper, I mean, if, obviously, if Michigan plays to its potential, um, it's going to be tough because the players are better. But, um, you know, guys have to step up and make plays. I mean, people will say, oh, well, they blew a 16 point lead last year. But, you know, the refs and there were some overturns and we uh, freshmen turn over the ball. Michigan State won that game because Kenneth Walker made plays because Thorne made a play when he had to. Um, 2015, I know it was. Trouble with the snap, but Jalen made a play. Football game's over. I don't put, I don't put the asterisk next to wins and losses. So that's you know always on alert for what this game could look like. I'll say this though, is that historically when Michigan State has come into this game with I think four or more losses, uh, Michigan has won all eight times. It's been by I think an average margin of twenty four and a half points or something like that. A couple of them have been close still, but. Um, Historically speaking, good Michigan State teams have beaten really good Michigan teams, but bad Michigan State teams haven't beaten really good Michigan teams. And I guess we still got to find out how good this Michigan team is. I suspect they're kind of where they belong right now in the grand scheme of things. But um, this is going to be a test for them because they they remember how the last two years have gone. I want to clarify something before I get hate mail. (laughs) I'm not convinced Michigan is national championship good. Mm. I'm fully convinced they're good. <laughs> Just, yeah, no, you, no. Yeah, you, you said like, uh, you said you're not convinced they're that good. I'm convinced they're good. No, I'm, I mean that good in the context of right. I'm putting them as co-favorites with Ohio State. Just yeah, to protect myself. Because of course, because I mean, I have been treated so poorly by your <laughs> fan base today. Oh no! Like I mean, I got a lot oh, of no. problems. My therapy bill. I have three different <laughs> therapy apps on my phone, and I got three different therapists, and I'm I'm booking up their entire schedule for next week and this weekend because of the, the trauma that I was uh, facing You're so dramatic on social media. <laughs> I, I was very mistreated. We're going to get to that later. So Jalen, do you see a football path? Cause I mean, we talked about the emotion and the never count them out and, and you know, the rivalry and how much Michigan state gives a shit about this game, which we all know. I think it's safe to say we care more than Michigan does, which I mean, they almost admit that they, deride us and say it's our Super Bowl, which you know, they're telling us we care more. Do you see a football reason that Michigan State can pull this off, or is it just emotion, guts, and, and will? Um, no, just to kind of piggyback off of what was said, um, I think we more than enough have a chance to like you know win this game, even from a football standpoint. Um, it's hard to see, and like I said, I'm going to try to make this not as football as possible, but it's hard <laughs> to see you know, being a fan, being in a stance, like if you're not watching properly, the mistakes that happen in, in coverage and, you know, in the way we pursue the ball and a lot of things to where even like in that Ohio State game, like where it wasn't Ohio State goes up five touchdowns in the first, you know, mistakes, they, after a while, they bear on you, you know, especially when you're making touchdowns off of them and it, it spreads the game out. It makes it to where, okay, we can't run our offense because we're playing catch-up. We just got to get down the field, so we're throwing the ball more. Where, you know, there's no 
no rhyme to our rhythm. You know, you just know what we're doing. Um, I think also what he said was, you know, we're going to McCarthy's going to have to get to a point, rather be with us or, you know, if they're national champions to a point where he's going to have to beat somebody. You know, we, we know Blake. Blake is good. We know Donovan Edwards is good. You know, those guys are stuck. They've been running the ball well. But what happens when they can't run the ball? What happens when, okay, the play action is getting set on. Now we got to go on the spread. Now we got to throw the ball deep. You know, and Michigan hasn't proved to me that they have, like you say, those guys that are going to make it happen. They're going to win that game, you know. So I think if we can limit our mistakes, you know, stop the run, make it to where the ball has to go in the air, you know, not just a, a play action you catch us on, you know, us kind of trying to stop the run. I think it can be a, a very close game, you know, and not to say Peyton Thorne is Tom Brady to, you know, McCarthy, but even in two and seven year COVID year, Rocky Lombardi, you know, if you can get the ball to those guys and those guys can make a play, you know, it's all about who's going to make the play, most plays. I think you made a great point. Back in 07, in the, on the NFL level, there was an interview after Eli Manning slayed the Patriots dragon with his Giants team <laughs> in the most shocking Super Bowl upset probably ever. And they were asking him, you know, like, you guys were 9-7. and seven. You were kind of up and down. You weren't that great all year. Like, how did you do it effectively? And I'm, this is, I'm in deep paraphrase territory because I haven't watched this interview in like almost 15 years. But this is a fair paraphrase. He basically said, look, we were in close games all year. We felt, and we lost a fair share, but we were in close games all year. We, we had one win that was, you know, a blowout win or whatever. Every win was close. We lost some close ones. We were very comfortable fourth quarter tight game. And the Patriots, he said, in a nice euthanized uh, tone way, were a little bit tight when that was close because most of those scores, they were a college team. I, like 10 of their 16 wins, they were just hammering teams. Right. It, was, it was like Oregon with Chip Kelly. And that was not the Giants' experience. So when they hung in and they, and they famously almost beat them at the end of the regular season, but when they just got past the halfway point of that game, and they were talking about it. He, Eli said they were talking about, it, like, just keep grinding, just stay in it. Yeah. We've been here. 15 times this year. Exactly. Yeah. They haven't. They've been here maybe once. I think that speaks to what you're saying. Peyton Thorne's done this like seven times. We have not seen J.J. McCarthy in that spot. Doesn't mean he can't do it, but night game rival, defense that you're supposed to dominate. So any struggle is going to be magnified. If you throw a pick or you go three and out back-to-back drives against a good defense, it's almost kind of a built-in expectation. Michigan fans are going to be pissed yeah. if they have even one three and out on Saturday, in my opinion, because our defense has been porous. I think, I mean, to piggyback what you're saying, I think there's validity to we haven't seen J.J. do this, and Michigan State has to survive those first volleys. If State gets into the second quarter, and this thing is tied, three-point deficit, whatever. That's what we're used to. You're in that battle, and, and Peyton Thorne's been there. 20 times. Uh, like, uh, not to interfere, I'm sorry, but... No, you're good. You know, the Washington game. Washington, that's a that's a high-powered offense. Like, you know, anybody who watched the game, you know, you can say what they want. That's a high-powered offense. We were... The game felt worse than what it was, but we lost that game 10.11 point game to where, you know, we, we put up points, but we also stopped Washington from putting up points in us when we were already down. So this Michigan State team, like you say, they're, they're used to being down and having a fighter. Being down, but we're going out with our pride. Like, you know, it, it's all going to come down to 
they can keep putting up points or not, you know, and if not, keep putting our offense on the on the field and hey, let's see what we can do. I agree. I mean, say and now to clarify, saying that we haven't seen JJ McCarthy do it doesn't mean we're saying he can't, can't do it. Yeah. He hasn't been put in an opportunity to fail. I, I don't blame I mean, he did cost them the game last year, but I don't blame him. <laughs> I mean, if, if he doesn't touch the field, Michigan wins last year. Sorry. Like, I mean, if anything, it's a distant. Oh, here comes the. What, well, I, how am I, I wrong? No, I, I'm just I was seeking clarification. Yeah. here. You said that Michigan State's been in the spot a ton of times this year, right? Is that what this, well, year, this well, year? Well, this year, too. But I'm talking about our quarterback, who is by far like any position or any team is by far the most important spot. OK, our quarterback has been in close games repeatedly. Michigan they last year, a month between the the, the Washington and I'm sorry, t- last year I'm saying going into last year, you're talking about, and Washington was a close game. They they had a like a 17 or 19 percent win probability in the fourth yeah. quarter. They were I mean they were in the game. Mm. Uh, it's not his fault the defense gave up another touch. Couldn't get one stop to get them in at the end. Right, but no Miami last year, Penn State last year, Michigan last year, Nebraska last year, the uh, the bowl game last year. I'm just, I just ripped off five without even thinking. I'm sure I'm forgetting three or four. The point is Peyton Thorne has been in nine or ten of these things already. Right. JJ's been in zero. Zero. Are we not taking for granted, oh, yeah, like JJ will be fine. Don't you think if Michigan State survives that initial volley, this gets a little bit tight? Is there a little bit too much faith in JJ? Just a little bit. I... I mean, there have been moments this year. I mean, halftime of that Indiana game was not comfortable. Halftime of the Maryland game wasn't comfortable. Um, There were, I mean, they came out and hammered Iowa early. I'm trying to remember. I mean, Penn State, it got weird for a little bit. And he made a a couple big mistakes. One of them was, you know, a prayer to Blake Corum that somehow was completed. But um, there is, I won't say it's a concern because it's not, we don't know either way yet. But yeah, there are questions about, what we've just been talking about, like when the chips are down and someone can stop that run game, which no one has been able to for the better part of, you know, the last year and a half, you know, it's, and, but this is the thing too, is that I thought MSU did a good job in last year's game of limiting the run game and Kane McNamara throws for almost 400 yards. So I think that with JJ, it is, there's obviously like, you can't, Jim Harbaugh always says this, but like the only way you learn about what someone's, good at in football is if they play football. So we're going to find out if it gets tight, we're going to find out. Um, I'm sure we'll get to this a little further along, but you know, I, I do see a scenario where this is a tight game at the half, like, you know, like the Maryland game was like the Indiana game was like the Penn state game was. And that's the thing I like about Michigan from a makeup perspective is that, you know, it hasn't been to this magnitude. This is a trophy game. I don't care what the record says. Michigan set four goals for this season, beat Michigan state, beat Ohio state, win the Big Ten, win it all. So I don't care. I wouldn't care if Michigan was 0-7 or Michigan State was 0-7. It wouldn't matter if they were 7-0. They're 3-4. and This is a trophy game. And this is one that I won't say you got lucky last year and that it didn't cost you. But, you know, if Michigan State doesn't lose to Purdue uh, that next week, that could be a totally different Big Ten East that we're talking about. So from a Michigan perspective, I like the makeup of this team in that every time they've taken a punch this year, which it took them a month or so, they didn't play anyone. We didn't learn anything those first three weeks other than J.J. McCarthy was at, you know, at least a, a college quarterback that was capable of running an offense. Um, I like the counterpunch I've seen from these Michigan teams. I like that this offensive line they have, they, they do seem to kind of cook as the game gets going. Blake Corum gets better as the game goes on. And, you know, when guys get 
tired and are sucking wind of of uh, stopping Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards gets a steady dose in the second half of that Penn State game. So it, it's one of those things where we have we haven't seen Michigan in a tight game through three quarters yet, but I think in moments where this team has kind of got pushed into a corner, that's when they they've played some of their most impressive football of the season. I, there's no question. I, and that's, I, I want to say again, I think Michigan is demonstrably been a better team. I don't yeah. think it's even that close. Yeah. Michigan state has to play better if they want to earn any pushback on that front. I will also go to my grave saying that the best NFL team, certainly in my lifetime was the 07 Patriots. I don't care that they didn't win. It was the best team. The best team doesn't always win. The giants are one of the worst Super Bowl champions ever. I mean, mm-hmm. by record nine and seven, I, I just, I think there is a pathway to, to victory for Michigan state. If, J.J. slips up a little bit. If J.J.'s dialed in, I'm starting to run out of lanes. I yeah. need him to give me a couple of turnovers if I'm a, a Spartan fan. Which he throws a pick, and things might get a little sketchy, but he throws two picks, or he loses a fumble in the red zone, or what have you. That's when, yeah, and it'll be interesting to see, because when that's happened this year, not that it's happened a lot, Michigan's only turned the ball over four times, J.J. has the two picks, I think he's lost one fumble, but um, in those moments where... They've been challenged by that. I mean, he's come back the Indiana game. He throws a pick in the end zone, finishes the game 10 for 10, 104 yards, two touchdowns. So not that it's a similar caliber of opponent or similar stakes or anything like that. There's obviously a lot more on the line Saturday. There was a moment this year in that Indiana game where Michigan at the half, you had the Mike start, the, the Mike, the, can't talk. The Mike Hart stuff happened in the first half. And this team have to come out, you know, Jim Harbaugh said in his postgame presser, looked at each other and said, let's see what JJ can do for us the rest of the way. And I thought he was great. And he's getting better at using his legs. And, you know, when he doesn't, you know, he likes early on, he'd like to do that Pat Mahomes hero ball type of stuff where he's just running around back there. And he should do a lot of that. Well, he yeah. shouldn't. Yeah, don't no, do that. please, please. Pat Mahomes um, is a good guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah beat, beat Mahomes, please. <laughs> He's getting a lot better when those guys are covered down the uh, re- those receivers are covered down the field. He just gets on his high horse, and this is a quarterback who's running. I think they said in the four fives, four sixes right now, so he can get on his high horse a little bit. So again, all the questions about his performance and what he'll be up against are valid. But um, I've been. He's been about what I've what I've expected, but I like I've said before. I mean, there's still so much more for them to unlock. They they have to, they have to start peeling some stuff back with him. I think it's time. And you yeah. said it. You said it perfectly. It's not a concern. It's just a question. Yeah, we don't know yet. Yeah, we haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. So you you mentioned Anthony. I don't care what the record is, and that's sort of I want to touch on it. We've heard that refrain. In rivalries, just generally, but especially in this one, I don't care. Throw the records out. Weird stuff always happens. I was surprised. It never felt right. It never felt quite accurate to me. So we did do a little research on this. You mentioned the four losses. It extends actually to both teams, though. So, Ben, throw that up, and let's give some perspective. Since 2002, and we omitted 2020, both teams were on a shortened season, whatever. Mm -hmm. They both stunk. Since 2002, the, quote, better team – is 18 and one. Now we measured better team by the final AP ranking at the end of the year, not the record going in, but I think it's safe to say that no matter what happens Saturday, Michigan's probably going to have a better final ranking, big 10 standings, AP ranking by any metric, whatever than Michigan state. So this whole throughout the records thing, 18 out of 19 times, the better team did win. So it's a little bit, well, now it's not point spread, but in terms of just outright win, 
the better team pretty much always wins this game. And ironically, the one exception to that was last year. Yeah. Michigan obviously finished higher in the ranking. Michigan State won. So that was the first time that it happened. It was an 18-game streak the other direction. I, I just think it's interesting that we we all, and I, I've said that too throughout the record books, everything is telling us that Michigan's winning this game. Yeah. Historically, what we see in front of our eyes. I'm curious, Jalen, as someone that's been in this rivalry on a lesser side in terms of the scale of the underdog, you you are in that rivalry as like a seven-point dog, which, you know, still sizable. What is the preparation like for you under D'Antonio? I've heard it similar with Mel Tucker. I know you can't speak to that. Under Coach D'Antonio, how did it differ from I'm playing Purdue? I mean, what were the differences you saw and what you guys did, what the kind of stuff he said? What was it? How was it different? Um, I mean, well, prior to ever playing Michigan, whether you're a guy from from Michigan or, you know, coming in and not really knowing about the rivalry, from your, your first workout with the team or just with your freshman group, you know, at least with us, we were always doing one more rep to, to beat the team down the road, you know, rather it be in, in sprints or, you know, workout, whatever the case may be, one more rep, you know. So as you carry that to you, it's like with you, it's like, okay, we play Indiana or we play whoever the first game, but we're talking about Michigan in the summer. You know, we're talking about Michigan in winter workouts. And it's not like, uh, you know, always keep them on our mind, but, you know, just know that this is a different game. Um, coming into that week of practice, team meetings, it's a different atmosphere. You know, it's, you can kind of just feel the aura coming off of everyone. Um, in, in practice, that especially that first day of practice, you know, we're in the season, usually thud and, you know, wrap up. And we're, we're live that first day of practice. And, and scout team better be doing the best impression of, of Michigan, or you know. So it, it's definitely just different. Um I think the the coaches treated differently. I think the players treated differently all the way down to the training staff, you know. So is it was the disrespect angle something that was more fan driven? I mean, we certainly saw it with Xavier Henderson and we talked about it on Monday too. So it's hitting this year's team. It's hit, hitting the Mel Tucker version. Did the D'Antonio Spartans when you were there openly talk about stuff you're hearing Chase Winovich say or stuff. I mean, that was a little bit after you, but is, is that kind of stuff out there, the Mike Hart stuff, which was, you know, before your time? Do you guys talk about that? You're certainly aware of it to some degree. I mean, because they make it so easy to, I'm, of course, <laughs> like every year is, is something, you know, every year is something. I don't, I don't know what, how, like, you know, often you don't see players from our, you know, our coach. I don't know what it is, but every year is something. So because it's so easy to, of course, it's thrown in a highlight reel and a, a highlight video. And, you know, we pay attention to that stuff before it even gets there. You know, as soon as it comes out in media, we we know about it. So because it's, it's always so easy to, I would say it's used as a, a, a motivation. But I don't. I don't really read into it like, you know, like I said, they, they do that every year, rather they're going to be one in eight or eight and one when they play us or, you know, so I, I don't, we don't, I don't feel like we read into it. If anything, it just makes it all the better, you know, when the outcome comes out in our way. I don't get why they do that. Honestly, Every I mean, year. I, I said it repeatedly. Like if I, and I, I hate to keep going back to this, but for those that haven't heard me say it, if you're hiring me as a consultant and I'm an objective consultant, Hey, Michigan football, like help us do better in this rivalry, which you can say whatever you want about little brother, all that shit. You're four and 10. Okay. Like, take it easy. If they're hiring me and I have to give them my honest to goodness best advice, I would just tell them, shut up. 
Okay, give if me I'm, my check. If it's I'm a- Jim Hart, if I'm the coach, that, that was one thing Coach D was was big on us on. Like, even if you did something or you tweeted something out and he like it was, he caught you out there, he was calling you up in front of the whole team. Like, you know, but like said something about the rivalry, you mean? Yeah, like or even he if, would call guys out for that. If if you're on Twitter saying, you know, we're gonna do this and that to Michigan and it, yeah, yeah, Coach D, you know, we play. You know, we don't do all that talking on the on the internet. Wow. And, you know, we, we we play. Yeah, Coach D, he was he was not for that. He was not for that. Like I remember um back to I don't wanna say the player. I mean, it wasn't terrible. I don't want to say the player's name, just not put him out there. But all he said was like, I can't wait till we're locked in the woodshed. With those guys from down the road, you know, gonna put it on like you know something, something simple, not like oh I'm about to body slam, uh, Blake Corum, you know nothing crazy. Coach D made him stand up in front of the team and he said like, you know, tell him tell him what you said, like you know just called him out in front of the team. So Coach D was never for that talking before the game. You know we gonna come out, we gonna play, and you know. Whatever happens, happens. I can't believe it's that. I, I, I've never heard that story. That yeah. he would call D'Antonio would call guys. Oh yeah, out oh, yeah. in front of the class, basically. Oh yeah, to it. That's that's a complete opposite. Because I mean, Anthony, I'm curious. Maybe you don't even know about this. Either way, because I don't know how vocal Michigan is about this outside of their walls. But does there any like sense from them about hey, don't get bulletin board material? Because if there is, they're not listening. Darius Snow was just sitting in jail in Sheriff Unites go, and he said they're not even allowed to trash talk on the field to the guy just next to him that only he can hear. Mm-hmm. Like Tucker doesn't want any of that. I've heard D'Antonio was similar guys, like certainly nothing in the media. I never yeah. heard that story. I, I, Michigan just seems like a free for all. Say whatever the fuck you want. I mean, what's am I misreading that? Well, I mean, I'm I'm he's a former player. Obviously, he's he's had those experiences and seen all that, but. You know, I, I think there's still a fair amount of jawing on the field. There has to be. I mean, those when you are, this is what I always say about the sport of football. It, it's it's mainly in reference to like when the referees throw a flag for you just you know high fiving your teammate after a sack or whatever it is. It's like you have these guys playing football, getting into the car crashes equivalent of contact on every single play, which raises your adrenaline. And we're trying to you know guys are going to talk, guys are going to talk their shit. And good. I mean, as long as it's not like half, like I'm, I'm all for, I mean, from, not from the Michigan perspective, they, that's a, a completely separate thing, but on the field battle, like as long as no one's getting, you know, super nasty or violent with it. Like I'm not worried about the field though. I'm no, I know for, it's in the media. There, I mean, you stood there, you filmed some of the stuff that was playing in our Jamon, Jamon Green forgot a guy's name. Like I, I okay. He's what about not, he's what not about Winston Wilson? Churchill at the moment. What about Wilson saying <laughs> that we're not? Uh, I mean, what, what did he say? Like that bullshit's not going to happen again, or something? We know we're better. He said we can't let the bullshit happen, but which I said, think is factually true. He said we know we're a better team. Yeah, true. they say that every week. Uh, okay, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I don't know I, what to tell you. You know, there. Okay, what? I'll get right at you, but Jalen, yeah. let's <laughs> Look, come in here. So, if okay. da- let's say if somebody said that when D'Antonio was the coach. You went out and said, "Yeah, we know we're the better team. We're not. We're not getting stuck in the bullshit this time or whatever." Mm. You would be called in front of the class for that, right? Uh, I, I feel like if not, they definitely, especially if you're somebody who is going to be talking every week. You know, yeah. you're 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 a playmaker. You we, we interview every week. Yeah, they are definitely going to come say something to you about that. Like, I, that's the other I, thing I, too. I, is not, I'm sorry, not to interrupt you. We get Michigan guys in waves too. Like, we don't get a guy like uh, Thorne probably speaks to media every week or. He does. Um, you know, your, your key guys, 
they rotate a lot. I got a lot of guys in and out of there. And I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know what they, their messaging is to guys about, I, it's funny because they come out and say, there's a story this week where Michigan players come on and say, you know, we're, we're not doing the bulletin board talk, but still there's stuff being picked up as, oh gosh, Jamon Green didn't remember Kenneth Walker's number. Uh, it was, you know, I, that to me is, is a little different than, you know, we think this team sucks. We're going to beat their ass. But like, also like, if, if this is the Michigan, Michigan state game, yeah. talking about it in the rivalry as we're talking about it, we watching film. You watching that dude always, like, you know, even offense, defense, you in the film room, like, you you in meeting rooms, like, to uh, Kenneth Walker. Yes. Yeah. Let's speak to what I, happened last year. Should have, should have did some research on him. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was the Joe Check Milton thing with uh, Andrew Simmons, too. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, he wasn't quit, on my radar. He said that after the man, loss. Quit playing <laughs> with us. You better check them boys' Carfax, man. Like, you know, like they can say what they want, but, you know, uh, everybody strap on his shoes the same way, man. And it, it comes down to who ready to play ball that day. I mean, it, and you see that in college football, NFL, no matter what, you know, it comes down to who's ready to play ball that day. Yeah, you you talk it, you better win. I got to say that. I mean, and Michigan hasn't won enough in this run. They haven't. Well, I mean, especially, I mean, if you look at the age of the players now, like they have in their coherent, even you know, early middle school lives, like Michigan State has owned Michigan. That's just the reality of the situation. But there's this sort of myth. I can only speak for myself that you know. I, I was getting yelled at all day about this, like uh, how sensitive I am, how much I don't like them talking. Complete opposite. I love it. Mike Hart's my favorite Michigan player ever. Thank, thank you, Mike Hart. Like I'm, I, co- I'm I competitive. Yeah, I talk shit all the time. Yeah, <laughs> like all the time. But I, but I hope they I hope they never shut up. That's that's why I'm saying my example is if I'm the objective guy trying to help them. I would tell them to do the opposite. So you don't think I like the opposite of what I would do if I were paid to help them? I love that they talk. Please. Why do you think we cut up these videos? I love it. <laughs> I've been giving you content for years, man. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, some people's wives, you know, they go through their husband's search history and there's all sorts of porn sites. My <laughs> wife goes and sees all the Michigan trash talk links. That's, that's, what, that's, that's my pornography. Should, I love it. get help for that. Uh, well, I, I have a lot of problems, actually. <laughs> and like, uh, and it's crazy. Like everybody kind of notices it. I was doing uh, a virtual tailgate for Meyer. You know, they do like the Michigan tailgates for all the schools. Yeah. Um, I did that earlier, and they were kind of asking me about the the uh, Donovan Edwards thing, where he was like, "Oh, we're gonna destroy them," like you know, or you know, we're gonna come out and, and put it to them, whatever, the, whatever. I didn't even hear what he said because I, you know, I'm not big on social media, but. I'm like, no, like that doesn't make me feel any type of way. I'm like, but it's just a shame that we get so much like every year. Like they just give us stuff for it after the game. You know, that's going on the highlight clip. And then, you know, it's coming, you know, whatever the case would be us winning the game or you say that. And then they got a clip of you getting your helmet knocked off during the game. Like it's just why put that that target on your back? And some people, maybe it makes them play better. You know, and like I said, I'm I'm super competitive. Like I, I talk trash and everything, but that's when we playing. Like yeah. while we in the game, like when I'm feeling it, keeping myself going. Like I don't come out before the game. Like yeah, who who is Blake? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I'm right. sorry. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't even see the sheet. And I get if people say it's not a big deal. It's like it's not a big deal. But at some point, as a program, you forfeit the benefit of the doubt. That has been on yeah. brand with everything else. Like, can, so how many times is there some valid? There's not always a valid excuse. Like, shut up. Can I can I go on the record and say, I don't like it, though. 
I don't like that they do it. Oh, see, oh, that's all I wanted. I, I, <laughs> I don't like 20 it. minutes on this topic. Well, like, there's a part I of me that, lamp on you. you know, content, content creator guy, guy that gets, you know, paid to, for page views and sessions and all that. It's I mean, when it, win, it makes yeah. my job easy. Oh, absolutely. I'm not talking about that. Uh, no, but the no, objective, a, what's best for Michigan angle, you don't you want need, They, you need to stop making it so easy when you have, when it is, you know, um, three and four under Harbaugh, four and 10 over the last 14 years. Like, I feel like. You know, this is, and don't get me wrong, Mark D'Antonio built a phenomenal program and you guys earned everything you got along the way. But like every bit, like Michigan breathed so much life into part of that chip was on, that's been on their shoulder because Facts. they make it so easy. Definitely. They do. I mean, I'm sitting here as the Michigan guy telling you that. Um, I'd rather, I'll, I'll just say this. This is where I stand on because I can't speak for the team and uh, and the guys on it. Be like if you want to talk your talk your shit after the game, go for it. During you win the game. you win the game. During the game. During yeah. the game. You win the game, all bets are off. Um, you know, I, I think for the for the most part, having been, you know, in that building, you know, most of the la- not in the building, but there for press conferences and things like that. The overarching it's been an overarching message of listen, like we were not doing the bulletin board material. There have been a couple guys that you know they're brazen and confident about it, but <laughs> it's, not, it's not sinking in, man. It's been this this has been the worst year ever for it. When has it ever been this bad? And it's like, dude, five different guys are on the record on tape. We played it. Every year tape. in camp, we have a segment set aside about media and yeah. about what not to say on media and about examples of things not to say on media. You know, and once yeah. In the every Kier camp, we have it one time, boom, no more conversation. I just feel like I've never been at Michigan State or even since I've been at Michigan State, heard of someone having like a bad take from Michigan. Because, you know, we, we come in, we talk about the team. We talk about, you know, what the team needs to do. If it is a question, they're like, okay, yeah, you know, thank you, know, accept our gratitude. But like, that's just what they tell us every year. Yeah. You know I, what I'm saying? I, I get throwing it. Chow at the guys on Monday. All three of them. They weren't biting. And I like I, I have no reason to induce them, but I, I'm so irritated with some of this stuff on, on principle. Not even like offended. I just say I I get mad on principle. I was talking to Stanley Cup champion Jack Johnson last night about this, a famous alumnus of the school that you uh, hold dear. He he can't stand <laughs> my bills, yeah. He can't stand that he can't stand that shit. Yeah. He hates that you guys do that stuff because I was sending him some of the links of like our tweet because he's not a Twitter guy, but he can you know pull it up. And he, he, he called me right after. He just goes, why do they do that? He goes, if, if, if one of us, and now it's a little different, much smaller scale for hockey. But what Jack was saying last night was like, if, if Red Berenson, his coach at the time, saw one of us saying anything like that, we wouldn't play. Like he would have our jersey in the stall the next game. Like we wouldn't play the night. We'd be suspended for the next game. It wouldn't be just brought in front of the it'd be worse than what D'Antonio was doing yeah like it, it just I don't I don't know why you do it I hope you I hope you do it in perpetuity I don't do it it's not my doing well it's, yeah. it's, <laughs> not, you know what I'm saying um, I feel this is why you needed another Michigan people uh, person in here Jalen and I are like just to break it up <laughs> <laughs> I, you know I tried it's not my fault you guys didn't want any part of it for some reason you have some balls though I want to let's move along so let's get into briefly the what if game and, and you know I'm not going to talk about uh, you know, the the X's and O's. I'm not going to talk about whether I think it's going to happen, whether you guys think it's going to happen. We kind of danced around it a little bit. Just the perspective. Let's say Michigan does lose in whatever fashion. Referees screw them, it rains, and then we know what that does, whatever. 
here's this here's the reality. This would make Jim Harbaugh three and five against Michigan State, zero and three against Mel Tucker, and it would be the second time in three years that he lost as a more than twenty point favorite on his own field in this rivalry. That would be tough to overcome, and, and believe me, I have pictured this overcome, scenario. I'm sorry, overcome in terms of optics, optics in the rivalry. You're probably right. That would they would get made fun of forever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because I don't know if Harbaugh and Tucker are going to be here long enough. At that point, he's probably leaving with a losing record to Mel Tucker no matter what happens. I just don't think they'll be here long enough uh, collectively, and he'd have to win every game. It, it would be tough to overcome in the rivalry optics. I don't mean he's going to get fired. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. But I think our mutual friend, although he has been somewhat neglectful in the group chat lately, Chris Castellani. <laughs> Leave him alone. He's been ignoring me. It's, it's like I feel like a crazy ex-girlfriend trying to drag a response out of the guy. I know he's busy, but come on. I have feelings too. <laughs> but Chris had a take on this I thought was interesting. And this is, you know, I'm, I'm no one to, you know, be an apologist for Michigan, although I have said repeatedly that I thought Jim Harbaugh, when he first got hired, would win multiple national championships. I'm not like a blind Harbaugh hater. Chris took this to an extreme that even I didn't really go to. Ben, throw that up. This was from his blog today on Barstool. This is, again, our, our mutual friend, Chris Castellani. Quote, Michigan football has found itself in the midst of an unexpected renaissance over the last season and a half. They're 19-2 and two in their last 21 games. Jim Harbaugh, who two years ago seemed to have totally lost it, has found it again. But if Michigan loses this game, every ounce of goodwill that he's built up over the last two years will be gone. I think Chris is going a little too far there. I I don't buy that even if Michigan State wins on Saturday, it wipes out the Big Ten championship. I mean, don't you think Chris is a little bit a little bit unhinged on this one? Just a little bit too far. He was invited to defend himself, but he couldn't make it. it just a little we love him, but it's a little bit too far. Right? On that that weekend in Indianapolis, that's I mean, that's there's always gonna be a lot of goodwill Wait, that was it weekends plural? Oh, it's just the one, right? Well, I've been there like eight times the last two years. So Oh, okay. Was yeah. Michigan there too? Uh Media Days, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, so was Rutgers. Media yeah. Day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, I stayed at a different hotel all three times. So if you want to review all right, let's, let's go. I can't <laughs> I only three. I can't if you want four hotel reviews, I can't provide. Okay, them. cool. Well, but three I'm, looking, I, I'm hoping for my second. Because so. you were talking about St. Elmo's and how great it was. I couldn't remember if that was the first or second time. It definitely wasn't the third time I went, but sorry, go ahead. Well, you know, we've done this bit before. I don't even know what to say (laughs) to that at this point. Um, Every ounce of goodwill, no, because they will have beaten Ohio State last year. I mean, went to Indy, won a Big Ten title, got to the college football playoff. When that happens, and I always take the the attitude of, all right, I'm like, the, the next thing that's most important is what happens next. And if we come up again, it's if they lose, it's there's let me just say this to start out. There is no scenario where a loss to this Michigan State team, even if Michigan beats Ohio State again, goes to the Big Ten title is digestible or acceptable. I'll say that like point blank. That's where we're at there. Um, If a loss does happen, what will have happened since that Georgia game is that Harbaugh gets on a plane to Minnesota uh, interviews for the Vikings job, a lot of weirdness that goes on with all that. Michigan's struggling on the recruiting trail because they're so be- uh, far behind on NIL. And you lose this game to this Michigan State team. Not all goodwill is gone, but there's a lot that's, that just, that's, they have to win this game, dude. They have to. They've historically won this game with these stakes on the line. 
Um, the one thing that Jim Harbaugh teams more, I mean, most of the time he's been here, they win, they win these type of games when they are favored big. It's when, you know, Michigan state finds a way to make it close is the ones they wind up winning. So it not all like it, it doesn't make last year a net negative or a net, even really a net neutral. I mean, that was just so the, the end of that year was insane. You better, you better win out this year and. You better. I mean, you got to win three in a row from there to even the season, uh, the the series with Tucker, and that's that's just not a spot that they can afford. I can't. I won't say can't afford to be in right now, but I'll just go back to what I said about there's no way a loss to this Michigan State team is digestible or acceptable in any form. And and that's I want to bring Jalen in on this too. But you basically said what I was thinking that if they lose in context of this rivalry, it's embarrassing. It'll take maybe forever to get over if, if, if you ever can. But I still think it's very salvageable with what happens going forward. Yeah. But if you I, – I think regardless, they're going to lose to Ohio State because I think Ohio, Ohio, it's hard to win in the shoe. That team is foaming at the mouth. Yeah, I, It's not an anti-Michigan take. I think in that spot, Ohio State beats almost everybody in the country. It's not like a hate Michigan yeah. take. Computers would agree. Anyone would so, I mean, so if we're saying that we think that's the likely outcome and we're playing this what-if game, now you're looking at you've lost three out of four, including in your magical year combined between uh, or, or excuse me, you went. Um, yeah, yeah. Be three out of four. Right. Yeah. Because you'd be you lost Ohio State once, beat them once and to be two losses to Michigan State. So you're three out of four to your rivals. So in, you, in your peak year, the best year in 20 years, you still split your rivalry games. And then the next year you went 0 and 2, which is you were going 0 and 2 so many other years. And it was problematic. I just think it would pop the balloon of progress. You can never take that championship away once you're a champ like that i have said it for final four banners you know it's a little different in college it's not like making a conference championship final four you're a final four team forever yeah michigan's big 10 champions forever so it's not like just gone that's where i disagreed with chris like every ounce like yeah that's there it creates it creates a different form of i won't say pressure but heat i guess because this is like i said in chris's stat he cites that they're 19 and 2 over the last 21 games whatever it is went to the playoff you look like you might be in the mix. Even, you know, you go into that Ohio State game undefeated, but still lose a close one. We'll see what that winds up looking like. But, um, you know, if you're a program that aspires and, and that thinks that you've turned a corner and you are on par with Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, all of those type of teams, this is a game that, I mean, it's, you win this game. You have to. I mean, that's, I know what the history of the rivalry is. I think it's, um, Mike Valeni had cited the number earlier today. I think since Michigan State joined the Big Ten, it's like 37, 28, and 2 in favor of Michigan. So historically, since it's mattered, it has been fairly close in comparison to, you know, other other series. You just have to like this is history's on their side. I, I like the makeup of this team overall, but you know, a loss to this team would um it'd be a disaster. I don't know how else to put it. It would be a disaster. Is that fair, Jalen? If they go 0 and 3 against Tucker, isn't that a pretty big dagger to the Harbaugh perception, at least locally, if not nationally. I mean, especially the way, you know, the Michigan fans are. You know how they can be, man. You, you know how they can be. Like you said, un, a little unhinged sometimes. I think uh, if they go 0-3 this offseason, it's not going to be very fun for him. I could not see it being very fun for him, no matter if he 
takes uh, the football team to Africa or Dubai or whatever. <laughs> you know, he likes to do something special every year. You know, I just cannot see it being a very a very good offseason for him if that's the case. Now, we've been mostly lighthearted here. I want to move past the game specifically and, and move on to something a little more serious. And, look, I've been getting – we talked about it off here and a little bit on here. I've been getting tweets and DMs about this specific thing all week. Uh, people are very mad at me, and I'm going to confront this uh, as honestly as I can. I have been putting Braylon Edwards, former Michigan receiver, great, uh, on perpetual blast. And I would argue I've mostly just been pointing stuff out that he's saying. Um, but whatever. People are saying I make fun of him too much. And the criticisms are different. Michigan State fans are mad at me because <laughs> I'm giving him a larger platform than he deserves. I'm helping him get out there. Michigan fans saying I'm obsessed with him. It's unhealthy. Someone asked, uh, "It is, by the way. Show me, show me on the doll where Braylon hurts you." Kind of style. I got that one, which is I, I kind of laughed. It was pretty good. So here's a couple of the mean things people said. I'm gonna. We don't have a graphic. I'm just gonna read them. These are quotes that I got in DMs and tweets. Hey, loser, what is with your Braylon obsession? Get off his wang, <laughs> dude. Enough. Why are you giving Braylon Edwards the time of day? You're just salty that Braylon beat that ass every year he was at Michigan. Oh, my. It must be a slow news day if Braylon Edwards is this inside your head. So I try to be introspective. I looked at all this stuff, and I did take it somewhat personally. You know, it hurt my feelings. And I called my good friend, Matt Sheehan, of Lockdown Spartans fame. And he and I had a good heart-to-heart today, and uh, we hugged it out and cried it out. And he admitted he's made fun of Braylon Edwards a little bit too much. And we're going to stop. I, this is going to be the end of it this week. Um, I'm not going to say another bad thing about him ever. Um, that was it. So I want to apologize to Braylon and uh, Sheehan and I are going to lay off you and, and we're not going to make fun of you, Braylon. Uh, ever sorry, again. Braylon. So, Braylon, uh, sorry. I'm going to lay off and uh, <laughs> you know I hope you have a good weekend and have fun up there in Ann Arbor. Just kidding. Like Michigan is and always will be the little brother. I don't care what the record shows. I don't care that they lost, that they won last year. I don't care that they won the year before that. From 1898 to now, you look at that score, you look at the mentality that Michigan has versus Michigan State, they always will be little brother. It is what it is. It's as simple as that. But since Xavier Henderson wanted to open his mouth and say, I bet you know his name now, he had four tackles. You have four tackles. Congratulations. You still gave up 550 yards of total offense. You did exactly what I said you guys were going to do. You're a bad defense that got bailed out by K-9. What we said was your defense sucked. And here we are, 365 almost to the day, and your defense is actually even worse. So I will pipe down and see what you guys got going on Saturday. And then to the Michigan State fans. Who, who are old chomping the wood. Here we go. And oh, here chomping the wood and blah, 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 blah. Before the Michigan game last year, oh, you guys were using racial slurs. Some of you, not all of you. You were using racial slurs. You wanted them fired. State was a horrible coach. Michigan State was a horrible talent. You said all that. If he didn't beat Michigan twice, he probably wouldn't have made that $10 million. Without question. He would have got fired after no. year one yeah. if he didn't beat Michigan. I don't have to have ill will towards them because you know what? Just like Aaron Rodgers said, I still own you. That's right, baby. We as Giants, we don't spend time arguing with peons, man, so I'm having a hell of a day. The peon was me, by the way, because that he had, uh, by the way, I'm never going to stop making fun of Braylon Edwards. You guys can go fly a kite for all I care. <laughs> uh, that's, I mean, if, if, okay, uh, uh, caveat. If he stops saying dumb shit, I'll stop pointing out that he's doing it. How about that? But the peon remark was he, he effectively perpetuated a race hoax against the Michigan State fan base, saying that they were calling for Mel Tucker's firing after one game in his career 
the Rutgers loss, and that they were hurling the N-bomb at him. When confronted for a request for one example of this, he would not provide it. And that was his response. That peon remark was in reference to me saying he doesn't owe an answer to the peon. So I'm not going to stop making fun of you, Braylon, but I have been asked a lot about that. I'm sorry, Anthony, you were going to jump in, but if it's going to ask me to stop making fun of Braylon, I'm not, it's not happening. Sheen and I are going to make fun of him until he stops doing this stuff. Sorry. If you want someone in here to defend Braylon, you should have Braylon on the show. Uh, he's been invited. <laughs> I Look, I've said this repeatedly. I would have had Osama bin Laden on 9-12. I don't care. I think Braylon would be real. What? No, just, it, I'm not saying I would be endorsing the cause. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I'm sorry. Like, I get it. Dictators have been interviewed throughout history. Diane sure. Sawyer can go interview uh, Abir al-Ashat, you know, and he's bombing people in Egypt. And that's okay. Like, I'm, you know, it's not, it's not an endorsement. Everyone's like, oh, you're giving them a platform. Like, shut up with that stuff. Interesting conversation. I'm not endorsing. Platform, like, oh, I'm interviewing him. Oh, he must agree with everything he says. Jeffrey Dahmer gave six interviews to Stone Phillips. You think Stone Phillips is eating his neighbors? Fuck off with that. Like, I'm tired of that. But sorry. Braylon's been invited. He, he, Braylon, let me tell you something about Braylon Edwards. Braylon Edwards. Great game in 20, 2004. Oh, okay. His, okay. His college career is beyond reproach. He was one of the best receivers I've ever seen, not just in this rivalry, in college, period. Not talking about that. He was a phenomenal player. It goes without saying. Braylon Edwards talked all that shit last year and got so much negative feedback from the stuff that, frankly, we were pointing out on this show that he wouldn't show up on his own pregame show last year in East Lansing because he didn't want to deal with the people making fun of him in East Lansing for all the stupid shit he said. That he, he refused to do his own pregame show. So if you think he's going to not go to some bar in East Lansing surrounded by 17 of his cronies, you think he's going to come sit here? I mean, I welcome it. Please. Come on. I mean, I'll, we can even do like a charity thing or I'll, I'll offer to pay for his next attorney when he gets his third DUI. I'm in for whatever. <laughs> what? What, what? What do you want me to do with this information? Oh, I just wanted to point out that I'm not going to stop making fun of him. There's no oh, question no. at the end of this. But I, it's just, no, it's just, that, that was more of a self-indulgent thing. Let's get on to what I actually <laughs> want to talk about. This is going to be more about you. We can't have Jalen Watch Jackson in here without at least mentioning trouble with the snap in some form. Like, we, we, we have to go there. I knew what I was walking into, yeah. But you knew. It was transparent. There was no gotcha here. Nope. Now, we did the deep dive last year. We broke down the plays. You know, if you want to hear that, it's an awesome job by Jalen. Go pull that up. It's still on YouTube and all that stuff. But, you know, we are here with a pros pro Michigan writer named Anthony Broom, right? You're a pros pro. I, that's a big reason why I respect you and you're objective. And I think you, I, I told you, I think you're the best at, in, in your space. You're the best at what you do on that beat. I know you have a story. This was the first Michigan, Michigan State game you covered professionally, right? Was the yeah. Trouble Snack game in 2015. Mm -hmm. I'll turn my mic off. I just, I've heard bits of your story. I want to hear that whole kind of experience for you. What was the press box like? Just kind of take us through that. I can, I can tell you this, my, my, I won't say fondest recollection. Um, the biggest memory that, that sits with me is that because it's, it was just such a crazy thing that happened. There was, you know, I know it's no cheering the press box. Right. But there was just such like a, a human guttural response from, and you could tell who was there for Michigan state, who was there for Michigan. Um, it was pretty transparent who was there covering who. Uh, it was, uh, I mean, for me, it's not a, you know, no one's giving me a Pulitzer for this short story. But, um, <laughs> you know, again, my first year working, I was, I was my first year as the managing editor over at uh, the SB Nation site. Had game recap, 
typed out, done, ready to go. All I had to do was punt the ball away. Then I hit send and I head down to the press conference and that's, that's it. Uh, fast forward, uh, things that you've done a deep dive on already. Uh, that didn't happen. I remember I deleted, like all I did was, I remember I deleted, just held the delete button on the keyboard, just deleted everything that was there and wrote, nope, and posted it and went down to the press conference. That's all I remember about it. I, mean, I actually, uh, so you don't remember your whole Twitter experience breaking down that game because I actually did a little deep dive, Anthony. Oh my God. I pull, I pulled a four part play for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Pull up the carpet. Let's hear, let's, let's see how this goes. This is Anthony Broom on October 17th, 2015, 7.12 p.m. Factually true. This is Factually your ball true. game. Fourth and 19 coming up for MSU. This is your ball game. This was the like arm punt by Cook as he was about to get sacked and okay. batted down. So that, that that's act one, act two. Incomplete pass from Cook. Michigan is 147 Again, from winning this ball game. true. I was a play-by-play tweeter at yeah, the time. This is the number three. FSU is going to have about nine seconds here with no timeouts. Uh, just, so you were, at this point, presuming the punt would get off? I, mean, I don't know what you were thinking. I don't know exactly what juncture that was. So this is okay. That so, had to be right before the punt. Okay, so MSU is going to have about ten seconds here with or nine seconds here with no timeouts. And then part four of four. My goodness. Oh, it was even more wholesome than I thought. It was I know my, that's right. It was my goodness. <laughs> Golly, that was my, something, wasn't it? My goodness. It's one of the funniest because I I because I knew you were there because you had told me that story. And I was looking this morning. I'm like, Ooh. I'm wondering what his breakdown was like I'm on just, the beat. That was perfect, though. It's like, okay, like this is the game. Incomplete pass. All right. Like run off the clock. All right. Like nine seconds away. You know, no timeouts. This is it. My goodness. I thought that was actually a great demonstration of what a lot of people were thinking right that's i think a lot of people were thinking a lot worse things than that um i mean i was I, it was literally i've never i've i've been to you know lions games over the years where weird stuff happens pistons playoff games red wing games weird bounces of a puck that's i mean objective i think i mean you made the play justin you were at the game it's one of the most you didn't come in the day thinking that was happening um no man, Vegas. it's one of the most shocking plays in in sport. Period. It's brave uh, of you to confront your abuser. By the yeah. way, yeah, it's thank a, you for yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it is uh, <laughs> it's spooky season. Yeah, like yeah. this is uh, Lord Vegas, uh, sitting down with Michael Myers. Vegas gave out. me the script uh, the day before, and then we had the Buffalo Wild Wings refs to yeah. <laughs> see it through. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, that was a great <laughs> series back in the day, actually. Yeah, good poll. I, I don't, Jalen. Does it like resonate with you that? Yeah, sort of. I'm obviously more regional level, but like, and this is an extreme example. But people know like where they were when major shit happened. Like, where you know, if you're old enough, where were you when Reagan got shot? Or even older, JFK was killed. Where were you when 9/11? I mean, these are obviously macabre examples that are it's sports relatively trivial. But has it resonated with you that you're in this class where like people sit and talk? You're not you're not in the room, and like Anthony and I will have a conversation. Like, where were you when Jalen did that? Like, you're in that like. What is that? A fraction of 1% of the entire population of the world that has that kind of residence where people remember where they were when that person did something like, does that, do you understand the ripple of what you did? I mean, I feel like each, each and every year I kind of feel it more. Like I was just telling my mom this, like, yeah, that's like seven years ago, but I feel like each year as it goes on, like, you know, I kind of do more stuff like, you know, for the week leading up to, or even like, you know, when the football season comes around, like, I feel like it kind of grows on and on, you know, especially if 
we keep winning. I, I feel like, like you say, it's the it's the rabbit's foot. Like, uh, well, we did it last year. We won. Just bring them around again this year. But um, I think when it really hit me, like, wow, man, this is just something like everybody knows about this. Um, it's probably like 2018, right after I was done playing, I was going out or I was coming back from California. I was getting on the plane. There's a guy standing like right in the middle of the aisle. And like, you know, I'm walking back to my seat and he goes, did you used to play uh, football for Michigan State? I was like, yeah, I did. He's like, what's your name? I, I don't even think I said, ja. he just started hugging me, jumping up and down. He's like, I knew it was you. I knew it was you. And, you know, he talked to me. I'm like, you know, like, you know, you, you go to Michigan State? He said, oh, no, I'm from Montana. I'm like, oh, OK. Like, you know, he's like, no, but I'm a state fan. And, you know, I, I recognize you and I saw the play and I, I saw your backpack and I immediately knew who you were. And I'm like, man, this is just, Something that like you don't even have to be a Michigan State fan to, to kind of just know where, where you were, what you were doing. So it, I, I still tell people to this day, it's probably the greatest gift of it all. Like I'll say, you know, or they'll be like, man, I was with so-and-so. Or sometimes you have people like, you know, I, was, I watched that game with my dad. You know, he's not with me anymore. But, you know, that was the last Michigan, Michigan State, you know, just – it's always a crazy story behind it. And I think that's the, the best part about it. Yeah. I mean, Jack Ebeling, you know, with Joe Rexford wrote that whole book on it. And, you know, a big component of that. And Chris is in that book, too. Like, it's just, hey, where were you, like, when it happened? And what's mm -hmm. your story? And, I mean, I don't think I could ever get on a list like that without, like, you know, committing a felony of some kind. <laughs> I don't think I have, like, an individual talent that could resonate in that way. And it's just, I mean, I'm trying to think of my lifetime in the Michigan circle, I'm sure, you know, Alabama fans have their version, you know, with the kick six against Auburn and stuff. But like in the state of Michigan, how many people have a story like that where they participated in something where people have those coffee table conversations? It's, I mean, three people, four people, like it's just, you're in such a, a minute class. Anthony, I, I did not pull the tweet, but in pulling the four part play, I did find one where, and so I'll be paraphrasing, but you said something about a lot of stunned faces down here. You know, obviously, as you would expect with the Michigan team, is there any individual story from that day, a player that was in the room with his head down in the corner, whipping a towel around his neck or like, what was the, was there anything that kind of resonated you that stood out from that other than the obvious sort of sullen looks? I don't, um, I feel like we had Jake Rudock with a towel over his head in the press conference. Uh, the only thing that, because I mean, when something like that happens and you're covering from a media perspective, the news cycle after that moves so quickly, especially at, you know, at the time, the type of content that we were doing, it was very quick reactionary stuff. And um, so it's hard to recall a lot of the details, mostly because it's trauma and it's blocked <laughs> out. Um, but yeah. I just that was the Jim Harbaugh. We have to put steel in our spine press conference or whatever it was. So um, that that's my recollection of it. I mean, I remember a lot of tweets. I mean, um, I remember a really good one-on-one -on -one, Jordan Lewis and Aaron Burbridge. I know Burbridge had, I think, 10 catches in that game or something, but he was targeted like 20 times. So those two guys were going at it. That was a lot of fun to watch. Um, I remember the Twitter discourse being that Michigan State was dominating the game if you watched the box score and all that, which, I mean, factually, I guess, factually true, I think. But again, just, uh, I mean, I've never, I've seen, you know, it's, it's, I've never seen anything like that. Probably won't ever see anything like that again. Um, so crazy. I mean, it's um, short, you know, second to the Appalachian State game. Like that's the what that's the we we the Michigan fans will see that on TV on every college game day every year. 
and they'll see the the Jalen play on every college game day, on every anniversary of the play, every time these two teams play. It's just one of those. It's a moment that I mean, it went against Michigan, and that's that's what history says about it. So it's one of the only things that I sense really bothers them. Sometimes I'm curious why more things don't bother them. Like why aren't you bothered that you know you're zero and two against Mel Tucker? Like doesn't seem to even bother them. Yeah. Even Michigan fans like admit that it bothers them. It's just, how could it not? I, if that happened, like that's why I'm always just a little bit. I, I don't think there's a Michigan fan that isn't bothered by it. No, but they don't even pretend. I yeah. mean, it's like it, it's just so self-evident. I I have a one percent fear in my life about talking too much shit. Now I revel in it. I have a painting and you know have a display, and I love Jalen. Yeah, you know, now we're we become friends after, but I love Jalen before he knew who I was. Um, and that's I think typical for Michigan State. So I'm never going to stop reveling in it, but I'm always a little bit afraid about talking too much shit from the karmic standpoint and having some really wonky shit happen like five years from now. Or, it, happening? Yeah. It, it can happen. Yeah. They kick six and span on the field. Like and flows and weird stuff that happens, especially I, uh, you know when they're equally matched. I mean, I can't. I can't put lipstick on a pig. Like when the games have been close and someone needs to make a play, Michigan State's made more plays. I don't put the asterisk next to, oh, well, you know, if not, you know, if it wasn't for the punt or it wasn't for, uh, you know, the COVID season or it wasn't for. Don't uh, forget the rain. I'm, that was. Don't that, forget was the, that, that alone was. And, and, and that's that was malpractice. Big, that wasn't bad luck. That was coaching malpractice. That's another big thing about this game. Like, you no, know, of course, you get that home field advantage. But, like, you know, we, we've we've seen that field. Get quiet a couple of times, man. I don't know. You know, I'm just, I'm just saying, just to be optimistic for the, the the Michigan State people. I think 23 points is ridiculous, and I think it's going to be a good game. I invited Mark D'Antonio, your former coach and a, another Michigan State beloved figure, on the show tonight, and told him you were going to be here. Uh, he sent me an email back with a very polite decline, but I want to read it for you because I think it gives a little perspective. It's short but sweet on your resonance. Sorry, Justin. I am three hours away from Rochester tonight, and I cannot make it. Jalen will have to carry the torch for me. We know he can do that. Go green, Mark D'Antonio. <laughs> that's like, you know, your coach saying, you know, it's uh, that play, that moment. That's your coach seven years later saying, yeah, I can't make it. You know, we know Jalen's going to be, I mean, a reference to you taking the torch into the end zone. It's, I think it was the metaphor he's going for. It's, it's just, that's, that's the resonance seven yeah. years later. Um, this is a bit of me changing topics. Not, yeah, I don't blame you. I would but, change it too. <laughs> well, because you know, I'm starting to starting to starting get a little hot. Here. A little, little hot. That was the final point. No, on no. the D'Antonio email. Let, so let bring, me bring this off. around because yeah. you know, I I do podcasts too. I know how to ask the questions when I need. Be. You had the best Michigan podcast after uh, ever after the was the Wisconsin loss. The one that you were solo. It's always yeah. and you you were I like was almost going to do a wellness check. <laughs> it's the funniest. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, let me let me ask you guys this. Yeah. Is that when we've talked about this game tonight, this game that's coming up on Saturday, there's yeah. a lot of what if this goes wrong for Michigan or what happens if this happens? And, um, you know, we're, conf we're we have a confidence about this game because we were in 15 games like this last year. I, I know the math doesn't work out there, but um, what have you seen from this year's MSU team that that gives you I won't say confidence, but how do you see what have you seen from this team that? that makes you believe it is cut from a cloth that can go into the big house and win like some of those other really good MSU teams have? Very little. But, and you, it's a very fair question. 
And I, be I, specific because this is my, my segment. Well, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll give you an answer. I, first of all, to address your the sort of spirit of your question, the spirit of your question is, man, you guys talked for half an hour and I didn't hear one thing other than what if there's a bunch of fumbles and weird shit happens. That's valid. The fact is we've admitted, or at least I have, I don't speak for Jalen, I've admitted that Michigan's a better team. Mm. So, I, I mean, if you, and I think it's not even particularly that close. So you're going to have to have that conversation if, yeah. you, if you think you're a rightful significant underdog. Well, so, to add any juice to this game, you have to talk about, you know, what's the, what does that path look like? Yes. That's why I wrote about it. I mean, because just talking about, you know, matchups on paper, advantage Michigan, advantage, you know, it's even for us in the Michigan sphere of putting stuff out about this game, like, there are storylines we're trying to find because in a lot of ways, like we don't, again, I, I don't know if this is that team. I, I suspect this team is more what it showed the first six weeks than what it showed in the last week, but you know, all things being equal and, and weird stuff happening like it can. Um, I'm just curious. Yeah, no, it's for, fair. The yeah. short answer, and then I'll throw it to Jalen, but the short answer is it's not what I've seen. It's what I haven't seen. Yeah. Ironically, exactly. I have not seen. Michigan State as a defensive unit have this many of their guys on the field at once. Exactly. Mm. This will be the first time all year. They, and unfortunately, Darius Snow won't be back. Injuries are not an excuse. The losses count. But mm. if you're asking me what I'm looking at on Saturday, we have not seen this many of Michigan State's key defensive players on the field at once and this healthy. This is the first time. We don't know, yeah. we don't know what that unit looks like with Xavier Henderson healthy, with Slade healthy. We don't know what this even looks like. Yeah. So that's that would be my answer. It's more about... I, I do think they have the mental edge just in they fucking hate you and you guys act like Michigan State's no big deal. And they you guys have been Keep running again with the you guys stuff. It's, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know it's. But Michigan has been running their right. mouths all week. Yep. So I, I think there is a mental edge there. I think we're playing a little bit looser. But it's more about what we haven't seen, and that's the defensive unit. Sorry, Joe, and you can, you got it. It's all no, I, I would agree. That's kind of exactly what I was going to say. It's more so what we, we haven't seen. Um and you can go to ask any football, basketball player, whatever. When you are used to being in the defense and you're a starter in the defense, you've kind of gotten those reps. Mm. Uh, it, it, it makes you more comfortable in the game. Like you, you, you play faster in the yeah. game when you have had those reps. Um, like I spoke about mistakes earlier, we've had a lot of just breakdowns in the defense to where even if you aren't a X's and O's guy, you can see, okay, we got a guy catching a 30-yard touchdown with nobody around them like that's a breakdown in the defense when mm. you have uh younger guys who kind of just fill in the spot and I, I it's not an excuse next man up it happens to every team you know it, it not an excuse at all but the fact that we have those guys that are kind of more familiar with the game more comfortable with the game they know how to watch film and eliminate certain plays when they see certain formations and see certain fronts and you know and that just makes us i feel like a little bit more confident in the game. Um, and then at the same time, you find your hidden gems throughout that time. Like, you know, uh, your Brooks who filled in for Xavier, you know, who you find your guys who, okay, I can give X a break. I can give gross a break because I, I this guy has played, he has came in, right. he has played, he has shown me that he can take the pressure. He can play at a fast uh, pace, even without, you know, being a starter, having the amount of reps this guy's had. So I uh, like, like Justin said, I feel like it's just more so what we haven't seen and, and what the, the potential is. You know, we're the underdogs. Yeah. So it, it's easy for us to, to to see the potential because everyone is already expecting us to, to you know. We yeah. have to exist in the world of the hypothetical a little bit. That's yeah, the reality of being a 23-point underdog. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't argue any of that. I just, um, you know, we're talking about two things we haven't seen. 
I haven't seen, and again, how good is Michigan State compared to the teams that Michigan's played so far? Penn State, Indiana, Maryland, uh, Iowa. You know, the things I haven't seen, I haven't, you know, Michigan went into the, it went into Kinnick Stadium, was able to run the football, went into a game against Penn State, nation's fifth ranked run defense, runs for 418 yards. There are things I haven't seen in terms of, I haven't seen anyone stop Michigan running the ball. I haven't seen anyone force J.J. McCarthy into just this snowballing cascade of mistakes. Uh, I haven't seen, all I have seen the last several weeks is a pass rush that's getting better. And again, we talked about earlier, how does the bye week wind up affecting that? I haven't, like, there are things we don't know about Michigan State. I think there's a hell of a lot more, too, that we don't know about what this Michigan team can be because, like I said, didn't learn a lot those first three weeks. I learned, I mean, you go into Kinnick and Stadium and run the ball and you know, punch it down their throat on an opening drive. That's that's grown man shit. I like I like seeing stuff like that. I like when things go off schedule in a game at Indiana, which I know Indiana sucks and they're terrible, but that's a weird program that has a way of getting both of the programs that we're talking about tonight into these weird competitive games. You know, I see a counterpunch there. I see counterpunches when you're dominating a game against Michigan State, but you're trailing you know, with seconds to go in a half. Like there is another gear. There are unknowns in Michigan state and there's unknowns with Michigan, but um, you know, they got to come out and play the game. Like the, the, the talk during the week, the, the preparation there's again, there it's, you can a close game. I think people just want to get out of this one with a win just to get some momentum back. I, I wrote about this this week too, is that this is, it's not for Michigan. I, I'm I'm not trying to rile anyone up. It's not, the stakes historically aren't what they usually are in that Ohio State game. But when you lose this one, it does hurt more because the Ohio, the Ohio State people you see come up maybe one, you know, once a year. Um, you know, sometimes they'll make the trip to East Lansing. You can kind of you can block that out a little bit. The Michigan Michigan State rivalry. You walk out your front door. Your neighbor's got a gruff Sparty flag across the street. You go to work. Uh, you know, Janice in accounting has a Sparty mug. Um, you go. You know, you go out you know, on a dog walk. Someone walks past you with their dog in a Michigan State sweatshirt. This is one you sit in every day. Michigan has to win this game. Um, they are they're the better football team. I think even, you know, if, I can see a path still to it. I mean, their path to being a competitive game. I see it being a multi-score game that Michigan State still kind of finds a way to cover and is competitive for a good portion of it. But, um, you know, there are unknowns with both teams still. Um, for Michigan, it's how much higher can this go? And for Michigan state, it's like, we're, you know, you're fighting for bowl eligibility, but you know, how, what was real and what was an anomaly in that first half of the year? Uh, they didn't play a competitive football game after that, um, after the Washington game for a couple of weeks. I mean, Maryland was a bit of a dog fight for a bit, but um, you know, when, when Michigan state, the best teams on the schedule that they've played, you know, Ohio state, um, Minnesota, They've kind of gotten steamrolled by. I mean, I'm not saying that Michigan, like Michigan's capable of that. I'm not saying that that's the guaranteed outcome. But like I've said throughout this entire show, if Michigan is, you know, one of these programs that is looking to stay in that conversation, and that last year isn't a one year wonder, like there's, uh, you know, you can, the, the talk, the stuff in press conference, that's fine. It's how you prepare Monday through Thursday and how you prepared Monday through Thursday the last couple of weeks. And, I've I've talked to people who you have said the practices have been heated. No one's overlooking anyone. It's not a you know 
I just they expect to win the game and they should expect to win the game. Um, I don't sense overconfidence, but I, they're you're straddling the line of it. But they remember how that bus ride was. And there are guys on this team who haven't beaten Michigan State before. There are seniors on this team who haven't beaten Michigan State since their freshman year. This, if this is a continuation of last year, Michigan, I mean, there's, there's just no, they come locked in and that's how it has to look. That's how I expect it to look, but we'll see what happens. Let's put a bow on it. Jalen, what's the score on Saturday? Um, I'm going to go 28-17 to my boys in the green. Wow. Yeah. Double digit victory. You know what wow. I mean? If that if that happens, if it uh, get like that, it's been like that. Yeah. You know? if, if that if that actually happens, and we can use that tape, I mean, even any version of that, that that'd be the best thing ever. The <laughs> second best thing you've ever done in the rivalry. Anyway. Yeah, I've got. I think through through two and a half quarters, this is going to be a tight game. I could see it being 17-14, 17-13 at the half. What I see, there will be some rust with both teams. We'll see who comes out uh, looking sharper early on, but I, I think. I think what this game looks like is what most of these Michigan games have looked like, where even where they've been competitive into the third quarter, that offensive line starts to get going. Blake Corum gets going, the more carries he gets. And, um, and that open, you know, if they're able to run the football again, we've talked about this, you can set the terms. So I have a, I believe the staff pick that I made on our, on our site was 45, 24, but would it surprise me if it was, you know, 38, 27, it wouldn't. That's um, I just don't, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of football reasons why this one would make sense to me. I, last year, top 10 game East Lansing, 50-50 ball. We'll see what happens. Uh, not acceptable. To, they blew the lead the way they did, but um, Michigan hasn't, hasn't struggled a ton in these spots. And I think history is on their side, and I think their mentality is on their side. You got State barely covered up that line. Man, man, long story short, just to sum it all up, 3-9 and nine season, we, Michigan didn't pound us. You know, yeah, it's so a nine point game. And, don't don't yeah. let Vegas don't let Vegas talk you into donating into FanDuel or DraftKings or whatever you choose, because I, I feel like it's going to be a game Saturday. And to be fair, I picked Michigan State to cover. So it, by, by the skin of their teeth, by what? what, what one 22. point? 22.75. <laughs> <Yeah>. 22.99. <laughs> All right, guys, let's do the speed round real quick. We'll get out of here. It's a short one. We kept it short because Jalen's got a haul back to, to Lansing. A little so. haul, a little haul. Yeah, let's run it. It's been a contentious two weeks. Uh, made this double buy thing uh, never happen again. It's been brutal. But I'm going to say, let's say something nice. Let's, let's calm the temperature down a little bit. Jalen, we'll start with you. Say something nice about the University of Michigan. It can be about Ann Arbor, the campus, the team, like some coach you like, anything. Say something nice about Michigan. Um, my, my uncle graduated from Michigan. He was a, a pretty pivotal uh, asset in my life, you know, and to where I am now. So I guess you guys got that going for you. <laughs> got a little, got a little family love there. Yeah. yeah but you can't do better than that for the answer. What's up, Andrew? Crunchies. Crunchies. <laughs> One word answer. Hey, it's the, crunchies. The best burger. Anyone could wait 49 minutes for it. Got to get you a burger and a beer. It's it's the best. It's just, don't I'll go if you're in a rush. keep my succinct in this, uh, succinct. It's good. Well, category. for Jalen's sake, Jalen's like, look at his clock. Like, Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> no, I'm good. So speaking of things that I love in Ann Arbor, uh, I, I don't even know if Jalen knows what this is. Zingerman's Deli in Ann Arbor. You have said it's overrated. You're, you're not. I said I prefer maize and blue. I, it's the most preposterous take that's ever been stated about anything about Ann Arbor, University of Michigan, or, or the like. Do you know Zingerman's, Jalen? No, but I guess I do got a little bit something to say about some restaurants in Ann Arbor. It's way better than East Lansing. Don't tell me you're going to push back on it. Come no, on. so there, 
The only the only two I can compare that I've had in both is no time, man. I'm just gotta say, Ann Arbor, man, you, you gotta do better on your no time. <laughs> you gotta do better on your no time, man. I don't, I don't. Hidden gem, yeah. hidden gem. So I just want to Anthony should apologize for the Zingerman slander over the years because yeah. it's the best. I won't apologize. I won't. I won't do it. There's nothing better than Zingerman's. Why don't you like Zingerman's? Because I'm not rich like you. <laughs> okay, but okay, if someone would buy, he uh, he goes have the caviar. I feel like I feel yeah. like I did this exact speed round last year and said like I yeah you've had a chance to, to gather yourself and find a better answer uh, and I he had, comes I with had, the same answer. I had Mason Boo like two weeks ago, so uh, it's uh yeah I need to get back to Zingerman's. Um, I would love to you know fat kid in me would love to just have one from each and let's just. Blind taste, not blind taste test, but yeah. Who the names table, a restaurant Maze and Blue? Like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like we don't have a restaurant around Lance. It's called Green and White. Like, it is, yeah. Well, it's the worst. It's just a little, uh, it's, it predates me, man. I'm, you know, yeah, we did have the Spartan Hall of Fame Cafe, but it went under in like eight months. Yeah, <laughs> it's terrible. Sorry it to did, hear that. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you are. All right, we'll <laughs> move on. It's on the same kind of note with the the respect thing. I know, you know, Michigan people don't have any respect for anyone from Michigan State, but let's, you know, put you at gunpoint here. We'll start with you this time, Anthony. Rival figure you most respect, someone on the other side that you have a lot of respect for, particularly in the, the sports uh, realm. Sports Coach, realm. player. I mean, know. it's probably the same answer as last time. It's Cassius Winston, man. He's just so likable um, and so fun to watch and um, – I like I like good basketball players that represent their schools well. So it's Cassius. I uh, would have loved to see him play in one final NCAA tournament. But um, listen, I mean, everyone can get behind a team that beats Duke. I mean, let's just call a spade a spade. So. Cash almost went to Michigan, too. That was like he was in Michigan lean and was expected to go there at one point in the uh, recruitment. Yeah. Jay, who do you respect on the other sideline? Um and I, I had a couple guys that, you know, I, I grew up with, played ball with. That I guess I, you know, got to throw that respect out there. Like uh, Donovan, People's Jones, you know, we played Little League together. So I got to see him overcome something totally different. Um, and then, like, you know, Josh, James Ross, all guys, you know, I played with. So I got respect for those guys. You know, it was always love regardless, yeah. you know, what week it was. But. I've heard Donovan's a great guy. I Donovan. can't remember if it was you that told me that. Someone that one of the media guys loved Donovan. Yeah, he's an outgoing guy. Maybe it was Bacon. One of the mission guys said he's like he's like a lot of fun. He's a great yeah, guy. And outgoing guy, very outgoing. Yeah, guy. I've heard that. We'll finish here. Burn or salvage. I we're gonna throw up kind of like the worst versions of what both of these programs do. I I get a lot of shit for hating on the neon. I I would burn both of these. That that Michigan. To highlight or yellow shit like you got to go p- primary blue or white primary you know like maze needs to be like a, a a dash in the uniform michigan state should completely do away with neon jalen we'll start with you this time do you like um, either of those both of those like do you like that that look just the aesthetic we're not into the rivalry stuff i think they look objectively stupid sadly i am not the biggest fan of our neon um but I don't. I honestly don't mind that that combination. So you're fine with the neon? I, I no. I'm saying like the I, combo. I don't. I don't. I actually don't mind those jerseys that that Michigan was wearing right there. Oh, the Michigan. Okay. But right. I just for us, I don't. I don't like neon. But you know, I also came from Coach D's era where they hardly wanted to let us wear black cleats. So you know, it could just be that. But I, those those Michigan jerseys aren't aren't that terrible. They're better than their regular. 
NCAA generic looking uniforms. Oh, I, I hate that. It's it's it has nothing to do with the rivalry. That call, it's not just the jerseys. It's like the the hoodies that are that like, like Braylon was wearing in some of those clips. Like just that highlighter yellow. You got to go blue primary. Where are you at on the Michigan State neon, Anthony? And we'll I think you there. can burn them both. Uh, yes. I think I think that Michigan's is. Like at least slightly better because at least like that neon is just it's not your guys' colors. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Exactly. I mean, go. Yeah. I they've had uh, the Nike Pro Combats, the darker green with the gold. I think it was. I like those. Objectively speaking, I think. Yeah. Objectively speaking, yeah. Those uh, didn't hate those, but the Michigan like those those maze Michigan jerseys remind me of like uh, your dad comes home and goes, "Hey, I, I got you. I finally got you a Michigan jersey," and it's one of these like. May's jerseys with a white block M on it from Target or something that he got for 25 bucks. <laughs> like it just doesn't, um, you know, I've, I've, in terms of, I mean, Michigan doesn't do the alternate thing a ton. They've started to do more like blue Jersey on blue pants. I, that look has grown on me, but you know, when Michigan, Michigan state play, like where are your colors when Michigan, Ohio state play, I hate when Ohio state comes out with black helmets and, or black jerseys. It's like, and see, I, I like I'm younger too though, so I don't mind the, like the switch ups and the I jerseys. like the switch ups. I just yeah. like the neon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's kind of where I am. Just not for us. I yeah. just not yeah. like it for us. And the bronze, hey, we got made fun of a lot by but Michigan like the bronze fans, matches but. like a Spartan type of helmet. That's exactly what I was gonna say, but that's not an accident. That was an intentional choice with their yeah. collaboration with Mark Hollis and Nike. They talked about it at the time. It was an homage to the actual Spartan like helmet. shields of yeah. Leonidas and. That's they were that color. They were that hue. So it was an it was an actual tie in. What's the tie in with neon? It's just like, oh, some kids like it. I mean, Connor Ayer and Kenneth Walker were sitting here telling me it was the bee's knees. It's like it's so ugly. But, you know, it's, it's a taste thing. But I would burn them both. I'm with I'm with Anthony. I feel like it would die off. Just like you don't see as many people wearing like and, and this is for a cause. But like, you know, breast cancer awareness, the pink armbands and gloves. Yeah. That was huge. Like. Huge when I was in high school, kind of, and like you don't even really see that that much either anymore. Yeah, we for us, I'm a little older. It was the Live Strong, like Lance Armstrong yellow mm-hmm. bracelets were really popular. But no, you're right, you're right. And I mean, yes, it's technically for a cause. People are doing it like because it's the in fashion thing. Let's face it. Yeah, like yeah. throw the pink on with anything. But yeah, you don't even hardly see that anymore either. Yeah, well, so good. I'm glad we have universal approval on burning the neons. I always get pushback on that. If Colton Pouncey sees this clip, the guy might. You can burn all of them for all I care. <laughs> including the ugly maze that thing is so ugly yeah. i got so much shit people are so offended no I'll, I'll, it's crazy the thing about those is that um they, they are so much better than just whatever the bullshit that adidas was putting out was oh, the yeah. bumblebee adidas, stuff there was the citrus bowl one year where bumblebee stuff. That's the worst. actually in That's fact so bad. the only the only like maize and blue color stuff i like is stuff that like nike and jordan made like you no know, nike jordan shoes like that's the only time I'll see some Michigan colors. But like, you know, those don't look too bad. Other than that, like the <laughs> color combination that. just like isn't. Oh, he wouldn't wear it. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 it's in no. the mail already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wouldn't wear it. Nah, I'm good on that. I will say the Charles Woodson era Michigan jerseys. I'm an old fuddy-duddy. They're so basic ass plain. And I and love them. I love the Woodson era. I, I mean, I tweeted it today, but it's just. That night, it looks kind of like a nice practice jersey almost. It's kind of yeah. more transparent, and it just looks like a great classic. It, the what swoosh is way better than the jump, man. Was it Nike back? I mean, yeah, I, there were Nike times where I mean, yeah, they had Nike swoosh. The Charles Woodson wore the swoosh, yeah, and it was it was like a the pants weren't as bright yellow, 
Like it was, uh, they wore like kind of a more short, it was like a shorter Jersey, you know, like, so you could, I mean, you could see like their rib cage, you know, and and some guys wore them longer, but like, they just, they looked like a badass like high school team in Texas. I mean, that is a compliment. They, 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 they have a different look about them now. Everything now is pretty modern and everyone for the most part looks the same in pads, but um, even like you watch those night, like this is going off on a tangent, but like (laughs) nineties NFL is like perfect. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, speaking of jerseys, we'll finish here. Jalen, man, it was so fucking hard to get a mannequin for you because you were. I mean, what did you like? One hundred and ten pounds when you were playing? They no, couldn't. They that. couldn't find a small enough mannequin. I, I had to order six mannequins. I had to call the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Shout out to Jason Akins. Thanks, buddy. Michigan State grad is the curator for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, which I did not know in Canton until going through this. I called them and explained, "Hey, I'm on my sixth mannequin." And I can't find you. Could I couldn't get that's your, how tight the jerseys are, bro. Oh, see, so it's a tight jersey what? thing. It's not a your. So, okay, so you were lifting while you were there. Okay, yeah, I, like, when you, six mannequins. When you put the like, when you put the jersey on before the game, like it, it compresses your shoulder pads so much against you, like you breathe differently, like, <laughs> affecting the diaphragm. What? And if you got an injury, like like uh, me, I had an injured shoulder a lot of the time, so yeah, I couldn't even put my jersey on by myself. Not oh, one really? game. No, never. Not one game. Man, I, I feel like that's kind of wild. Like you the can't jerseys are tight. In. No, the jerseys are tight. Oh, they shit. don't want you know like grabbing your shit and stuff, yeah. right? I mean, that's kind of the, the idea. I just I never thought it took me two months to find one that worked. And I was measuring it. And it was like, yeah, this it'll fit on garments this size. No, it won't. <laughs> and another thing, so they take your measurement your freshman year. You come out of high school, you weigh this much. Unless you go tell them those next couple years, like, I need a bigger jersey, you wearing that same damn size. <laughs> I need like, the same size? Yeah. Man, good thing I didn't play because I, I added about 20 pounds every year for a couple years there. All right, guys, I appreciate you. Big thing coming up Saturday. Jay, I'm going to see you there. Uh, I'm excited. Bray, uh, Braylon, I don't, I don't know if he'll be there. It's his home territory. Maybe we'll see him. Mr. Broom. I think I'm seeing you. I don't know if you're doing like the, the Castellani. Like, yeah, man, see you there. And then, you know, never see him. Like, I think I'm seeing you for part of it. I know you'll be in the booth. We try to get VIP through him. Like, oh, no, I, I know him. He does know everybody. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not true at all. No? Um, well, on the press side, you do. Yeah. They, they know you. Get me up in the press box, man. Yeah. yeah. Can, can you get us in the press box? They, uh, he, he might be an easier sell than me. He actually has a hook. Hey, I, I'm sure they let any, they let me up there. So anyone that <laughs> you, you, yeah, you've seen battle, you've, you've blood, bled and sweat on the field. I'm sure you could get up there, but um, yeah, I, I mean, regardless of, you know, I feel like the last hour and a half or however long it's been, we've just been like, you know, the, the rivalry, the annoying talk that I really do deep down. Like I enjoy this week because it is, uh, I think I told this story the last time I was on your show, but like uh, I went to a private Catholic school growing up and during Michigan, Michigan State Week, we'd have the Jean Day where everyone brings a dollar and you get to wear jeans, whatever the hell you want. And there was always the Michigan, Michigan State theme day. Biggest it, ripoff, man. Jean Day, dollar Jean Day. I know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I could have probably paid for that. Where college, did that money go? Days. But uh, you get to see who has skin in the game. And it, it is it is personal because, like I said before, you walk out in um, – you know, in any circle that any of us belong to, I mean, you have an uncle that went to Michigan, you have Michigan, your best friend's a Michigan fan. Uh, I'm squarely in it with Michigan State fans. My cousin went there. I have, uh, you know, other friends and family that have gone there. You live this one every single day. And when you don't win that game, it hurts. It hurts like hell. Um, yeah. There's no other way to put it. And it's like, it's different. 
it's different because the stakes don't always match with what the game looks like. But um, oh, I'll say this: when when it goes the way of your team, there's no sweeter year of trash talk there is. Yeah, I mean, this is. I've I mean, you guys, about... when you lose, you uh, it's fine. We're going to basketball season. But oh, when you win, it's all you hear. Here we about. Go. There it is. I so. mean, I, I've been told this is our Super Bowl, so I'm looking for Mel Tucker, to which be, is a compliment, uh, by the way. Mel Tucker's about to be three and zero in Super Bowls. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, if we win, right, three and zero would be pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's a lot of talk. For you can put it. that on the uh, the tax slayer bowl ring. Can, can, can you can you believe that the <laughs> amount the amount of like the Tuck coming like trash talk? It's like you're zero and two. Yeah, you could you could beat us by six thousand points on Saturday. You're one and two. You got to wait like, what three years to have a winning record theoretically. If you I mean like, pipe down, Chachi. Like calm down. Not you. But everyone else, enough with the, the talk, making fun of stuff like win it, win a game in the series, get on the board at least. And then you can maybe say something. Although we know there's humility is not getting beaten into them. They could lose 100 in a row. Let me just I'll end with this. Yeah. The two fan bases are more alike than they are different. Oh, I agree with that. You're obsessed. You're obsessed. Rent free. Rent oh, free. They all tip, say the same typical shit. Typical Michigan fan living in the past. <laughs> yeah. Typical Spartan living in the past. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, 100%. We're all full of shit. Let's face it. So yeah. anyway, I appreciate you guys. Jay, I'll see you Saturday. Get yourself home. Sure. Um, Anthony, you're welcome to, to smoke a Mel Tucker cigar with me. I mean, you're welcome, too, but you got to drive. But... Let's, let's Mel Tucker it out, man. Yeah, all right. Right on. Mm-hmm. So we're going to run that. Ben, great job this week. Uh, appreciate all you guys. I will be in Ann Arbor on Saturday. I rented a house. We're doing a backyard tailgate with some folks, some Michigan State people rolling through. Michigan people are welcome. I have a lot of Michigan friends in my circle. So um, it's not public, but like if you're not crazy – Shoot me a DM and, you know, maybe we're we wearing can... uh, amazing blue. So all You're not Michi- crazy or wearing some amazing blue. All okay. the Michigan fans that reached out to you for chair four tonight, come on by. They're not qualified. They're, there's a reason There's a reason that chair stayed empty. I got I got people like I, I need tweeting. To know, I need to know who was willing to come to my We'll have a, uh, We'll have a nice circular bin labeled trash for you to put your uh, jersey in before <laughs> yeah, right. the tailgate. So we will allow the primary blues. We will not allow that highlighter yellow. It is not rivalry I related. I don't own that. The uh, assault. Well, you're good. It. You're good. The assault on my senses, I can't tolerate. Yeah. I, it's, I, you know, people with sensory issues, people, you know, allergic to blinding light, you'll never see that for <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, it's I, so I can't, ugly. I can't hurt. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry, guys. It's ugly. All right, guys. Spear Avenue Show, Justin Spear. We'll see you. Thanks, guys.